This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and my mortgage team. Every week we'll be posting a new ch- episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. That's questions at talkmusiccity.com. I love it, Monty. Carrie Ann and Jason Hoover's in the house. Jason, Woo-hoo. thank you for joining us again today. We appreciate back. you, man. And all the responsibilities of being a broker of a growing company. I know you uh, sometimes probably feel a little on the overwhelmed side, like I do possibly once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> you know, when you're, uh, um, you know, when you're the broker of, uh, you know, we're in the, this office is in the top 20 offices here in Middle Tennessee of 1,152. My hat's off to you, sir, if I wore a hat. My head's too big. I can't find a head to fit me. But that's amazing. Team effort. Team that's, effort. That's awesome it is. Job, brother. It's awesome so good. Job. It is very, so very, good. Very, very cool. Uh, again, we talked about the uh, who, not how last time. I could not do this without you, sir. You're, you're my who. <laughs> okay. Who, 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 who. It's the most beautiful thing that I've ever been told. <laughs> you're my who. <laughs> That did sound kind of a little, a little rare, rare, didn't it? That well, Terry, when it comes to mortgages, you're my who, okay? There Jim, Jim <laughs> when it comes to uh, you know podcasts and all that, all things around podcasts, you're my who. Are you okay with that? <laughs> I had a loan officer the other day tell me that he loved me, which I, in quotations, and I told that to somebody else, and he said that's a little strange, and I was like, well, if you heard it in the context, right, you know, yeah. it's totally fine. Yeah. So, I know that you love me too. So you don't have to. You don't have to tell me. Does that make this Whoville? Whoville, <laughs> the world. <laughs> when he told you that he loved you, did you do the awkward pause and go? Uh, <laughs> no, I said duly noted. Yes, yes. And no, I know on, his guys. wife does as well. Well, you know, because we're all headed to Hawaii here soon. You're going to miss me. No wonder. I'd love you too if you're yes. taking me to Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know what's super cool is some of the folks, uh, one couple's over 60, they've never been. Um, wow. Another's never won a trip ever for um, their hard work. And so it was really, it's kind of a cool thing uh, to be able to. These are your folks that you're taking? Yeah, no, I'm not. Corporate is, you know, oh. taking them. But uh, so what I did was I sent all these surprises over to their house and I had real live lays, um, which oh, you wow. can get hmm. uh, live ones yes from hawaii.com or lays by oh. hawaii or lays from hawaii.com or something like that wow. and so they're beautiful you know they hmm. came in um ice and things and um we sent them and had them courier to the houses so their wives are all super excited oh, as that's, well so that's so cool and i'm gonna bring mom and so you know this has been the, the couple years of creating memories you know with mom and yeah. spoiling her rotten um and we're grateful for our parents right that mm-hmm. taught us everything that we know and um you know put me through what she put me through. I want to hear a story about Meg. So um, it was... This is your mom. This is my mom. Mom's Meg, yes. And so she had really unique ways of raising us children. There was four. I was the oldest. And I never really liked to clean my room. And she was really trying to get the point. And to a point where she wanted to write a book about this. And I was thinking she would go to jail for half the stuff she put us through. But um, <laughs> never was abused. But I would get home from school. And like, you know, your little bralettes and your, like, your undies and all your clothes. It would be hanging from her trees. 
So she trees? Would, for trees for her trees. She would take all of her clothes that we left on the ground and she oh. would bring them outside and put them <laughs> on, the trees. on her trees <laughs> to try to embarrass us and use embarrassing moments in time to see if we would oh change our methods. I resonate with that. I think I tried that a few times. <laughs> my kids and I'm like, did it. the HOA approve? That's you know, maybe we kicked, we got kicked out. But see, back in the day, we could do stuff like that. Now you can't even talk about it. Probably you probably get arrested for talking about it. <laughs> I mean, and so there's many more. And mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll continue that saga the the raising the child. Meg, we love you. Okay, we love you. Oh, she's I have some she's trees raising. in my front yard, and that may be a a, a solution here. Yeah. Yes, yeah. she had it all. Then she had the rule, the hall of rules. Mm. You want never if you want a boy never to even want to walk into your house. Make sure that they know there's a wall of rules. Wall oh, excuse of me, rules. excuse me. A hall of rules. A hall of rules. Which means they have to walk through the hall and read, and read all the, the rules. rules. And my mom would cut the things out of the old magazines about what does it mean if you have this disease or what is it? Does <laughs> oh, like really? she would scare the living crap out of these. But wow. I never had a boyfriend ever. I, I <laughs> well, was, can't figure out why. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever wanted to date me because <laughs> of Meg. It's really funny, but um, it's she has a lot of them. It's really kind of funny, and now she's grandma and i'm like yeah you know i need you to be like how you were raising me you know she's like no no, i'm grandma whatever every round she gets like that's not what i went through my kids are always telling me hey dad you know i i tell them lighten up guys come on give cut them some slack and they're well dad you never gave us any slack right so yeah it's a good i guess she did a good job that's all i can say she did a really good job let's talk about our sponsor Yes, we're so grateful for Music City Removal. They're the number one junk removal service in Nashville from residential, commercial, and construction. They're experts Too bad they weren't around junk. to pick up all those clothes and trees, right? you know? <laughs> Where were they when you needed exactly. them? Exactly. Uh, their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. So whether you need a full clean out or just one item removed, they have you covered. The Music City Removal team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, just go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com. Yes, Music City Removal, because clutter ain't cute. Shazam! And nor were those close. <laughs> Be ready. Um, all right. All right. Some great, uh, great. What are we talking information. about today, Jason? Tell us what we're going to talk about today. Well, we're talking about a, a gentleman. We even uh, mentioned him on our last podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, gentleman has been a, a huge impact in my life, many lives, and uh, lives all over the world. Mm, huge, and, uh, big time, and. Uh, so, you know, I'm talking about John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all don't know John Maxwell, I just say uh, go to Google, type in leader, leadership guru. Yeah. Because he one will of the best. Up. Mm-hmm. He is one the, of the best. Yeah, he's the best. He's actually, uh, um, he's been hired by different, uh, um, I guess, countries or, you know, different uh, uh, services mm-hmm. to come in and help. Oh, wow. With uh, organizing and, and redoing their leadership. Wow. And so... I mean, you've been, you've seen him live, haven't you? Well, yeah. So uh, years back, when they started the uh, the John Maxwell team, I uh, I joined it, mm. and um, for the coaching and the speaking yeah. and the training, and that's what kind of kicked uh, my business off during that time, uh, because you could use his material and teach on it, yeah, um, 
which is fantastic. But you're also the value was you literally got to be on a phone with John Maxwell. You know, uh, I think it was once a month he mm-hmm. would be on the phone and uh, pour into you. I'm not sure what they do now. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, but um, it was a life changer for me. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. Well, again, everybody on this call should be the CEO of their own business, Absolutely. right? So we're talking about leadership. You know, you whether it's it's just you, <laughs> you just still need to lead your your own business, right? Right. So. And so what we're talking about today is uh, I, I found this article. Um, it came across, and I thought, and I, I shot it out to Monty. I was like, this would be really good to talk yeah. about mm-hmm. because. It's a uh, you know real estate lessons for growth by John Maxwell. So it's really kind of taking in you know what what he teaches, but um, uh, it, it just shines it or shines the light on the real estate aspect. I love it. Of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, coincidentally, one of the books I'm reading right now is um, Leadership in in Tough Times. Yeah, and uh, it, by John Maxwell, and I I just. I love the guy. You know, in, in, when in doubt, when you're looking for a good book to read, find one with John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you know, you. one of my favorite ones, <clears throat> it's an older one, um, but my, one of my favorite ones for uh, a business and you know, for teams is uh, Everybody Communicates, Few Connect. Mm. I love that one mm-hmm. because uh, you never think about it that you, you're talking among each other. You're sending emails, you're sending texts. Right. And, and, you know, just to sum it up, he's like, you're communicating what you want, but you're not really connecting with mm-hmm. your team. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's pretty cool. I've, I've had the opportunity to go into some small businesses and kind of take them through this process of, uh, of you know, some different uh, examples and um, uh, what do you call it? Um, exercises yeah mm-hmm. and it's it's eye-opening that wow we really are missing the connection piece of it mm-hmm. and i yeah. think sometimes because well they're on your team i mean yeah we're already connected aren't right. we you yeah. know type of right. thing it's right. sometimes we forget that even going deeper uh, within your own team members can make a huge difference well let's talk about the first one here okay um, you will never fulfill your destiny doing work you despise oh yes my passion is my work. My passion is my is real estate. I love it. I mean, I'm so fortunate that at a point in my life where I was a laid-off factory worker in the early 1980s, and somebody said, I bet you could make $30,000 a year. And I said, wow, that's twice what I'm making now. And I, so I, for many reasons, I went into real estate. But then I found my real passion that became almost like a ministry of serving mm-hmm. people. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. We both started in the factory. Really? Yeah. I yeah, built really? trailer hitches. Really, mm-hmm. I, I handled cat parts. Cat <laughs> parts. Oh, yeah. caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, caterpillar. Well, that parts. went sideways. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Well, you know, it talks in this article about you get your um, real estate license, mm-hmm. and you're super excited, right? Mm-hmm. There's that that just that liveliness mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to you and your excitement for the business right. and then that one deal starts to go sideways and yeah. you raise your voice and you you know don't act like yourself and you right. have all this stress and it, all this stuff happens you know and um, it really kind of goes into more detail about focusing and talking about how you if you can stay in your lane right. um, and focus on what brings you the most joy you know and then kind of hire out or divvy up the other things that that um, could cause you find know your, more find your who find the who yeah and that's one of the things uh, when we have uh, new agents come in is we take them through a foundation a series of Love classes it. yeah mm-hmm. and the very first one um, I started out um, with the very simple question is why 
Why are you Why? here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we hear that a lot, almost to the point that it's almost kind of just washes over like it's not that, mm-hmm. not that deep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's really a question that you have to dig deep into really why is it you chose this business Mm -hmm. because there's going to be those times that are tough and you're going to really ask yourself why am i doing this Mm -hmm. and it's during those times that it's you're pulling out your passion are you truly passionate for them because if you're not that's okay there's nothing wrong with that right right right, exactly but it's going to be tough to stay in it if you're not passionate this business Mm -hmm. you i just think you have to be or you're not going to last you can't it can't be about the money I mean, yeah, we're all we're all money motivated to some degree, for certainly, and and yeah. we're all trading time for dollars. There's no question about that. But if it's only about the money, yeah, you're not going to last. You're just no. not, unless you're just got plenty of money to throw at leads and you just go through the motions or whatever. I don't know. Uh, I think you've got to have a passion for people, and and one of their biggest investments. I just think I know. I think your business, you absolutely have to. Yeah, I mean, I love solving the problem. You know, for me, it's a different mm-hmm. problem every day. You know, and it's exciting to do that. And then, you know, you figure out how you can do it faster. You know, and more yeah. efficient. And you kind of, you know, in that, comp- I do enjoy a good competitive. I'm a competitive gal, so mm-hmm. I like the competition piece of it. They say when you get in the mortgage business, it's hard to get out because you do like the the craziness of it all you oh, know yeah. there is that you know you fall back on that hamster wheel and you keep doing the same thing you know mm-hmm. over and over and over again but there is some joy with like you know they, they think it's gonna die the, mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's not gonna make it mm-hmm. and then it makes it yeah. you know i mean it's like that you know the yeah, drama especially when you get one that is on its deathbed and I you love bring that. It back to life. I mean, that does. That, brings feel, me, that oh, gets yeah. me so excited, you know. <laughs> and I've done it so often that um, we make it look so easy, but it's not. You no, know, it's not. No, it's, it's not, not easy I mean, at all. Not. And there's a lot that goes into it. But it is so rewarding because I mean, they're crying. There's goosebumps. There's just spring, that. It makes it exciting. You're mm-hmm. just not alone. You're a need. You know, you're a want. You're somebody that can really make a difference for them. So, well, Carrie, and when, you, when I found out you were resurrecting these, you know, I said, no. I thought to myself. I hope that's not all, everything you become known for because that's the hesitancy so many that are skilled enough to ever get somebody to that sure. point. That's their hesitancy because that's not what you want to be known for. But you know, you're known for being able to cover it all and do that and it not hurt you, the rest of your business. And yeah, I love and that I don't you. mind being known mm-hmm. for certain things because I do enough of them that mm-hmm. it's 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 still great. And I'm just grateful for every opportunity. Um, yeah, and, I, and that's what I'm saying, I mm-hmm. guess, is you haven't, you know, you haven't differentiated. You haven't shied away from those tough ones because they are such a time suck and mm-hmm. such an emotional. You know, because you, you get, you know, if you're like us, you get emotionally connected to the outcome. There, you don't. You want everybody to to make it, and not everybody does. Yeah. Know? Well, I only am doing it for eight days, so it's not really that much of a time suck. The other lenders doing it for sixty days. So, to me, I actually would lo- eight day, eight day, eight day. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. if you think about yeah. it. I mean, they're closing so fast right. um, with permission of the borrower, and everybody is comfortable with the numbers, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it called the, it uh, the Lazarus program, right? <laughs> yeah. I was yes. about to just say that. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're <laughs> it up. We do. The gospel of Carrie Ann. <laughs> it's just the twiddle of the nose. <laughs> the shortest verse is Carrie Ann. <laughs> so let's talk about the next step that he right, mentions, and that's the secret of your success is determined by yes. your daily agenda. Is your schedule, is the tail wagging the dog, or are you in control? Right. Yeah, you know? what time do you get up? Me? Mm-hmm. 4.20. 4.20. A.M. Why four twenty? You know, I think he's manifesting, but he, he may not know. I don't know no. man. He did what grow up in the seventies. So. You know, I, I think it's because <laughs> he's dreaming. About, he's dreaming. He's hoping it may become 
here soon. I feel so, I feel so uh, mellow. <laughs> no, I feel so abused calm. right now. You know? It's just a relaxing time of the morning. <laughs> it's to totally fine. The, I seem to have the munchies at that time for some reason. I don't know what you guys are talking about here. No, but seriously, my, my if you check my uh, let's, let's I mean let's check our my oh just I mean, check you, it all right. If you haven't. Um, just if, check you, it. if you don't have this uh, app, by the way, oh, there's Sleep an app. Cycle. It's called the 420 app. Okay, it's 430 now. Okay. okay. It was 420. That's a Maui Maui, man. <laughs> but if you okay. haven't tried the sleep app, you need to do that because it gently wakes you up, but not just anytime. <laughs> it wakes you up within a range based on your sleep cycle. Hmm. It senses when you're at a higher level. Oh. And it doesn't just yank you out of the depths of you know deep I gotcha. sleep. Huh. It usually can't, it hears you roll or something like that, maybe. That's why it gives you like a 20 gotcha. minute window. So I when do I say hatch. 420, it's really 415 to 435 or something like that. Hatch, um, there's a very, it looks like sunshine blaring in my, in my it's a gradual increase of light in my oh, face. Okay. Um, and then, no joke, all of it, I'm like, will these damn birds stop chirping? Where the hell are the birds? And then I realize it is the, the, the like they're in my ear, it's kind of funny. But uh, what time do you get up? You know, I actually get up at different times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm not the. Uh, I tried the whole uh, 5 a.m. club. Yeah. And I tried uh, different methods, and to the point that it was very frustrating mm. because you know, since I was a baby, I'm not a morning person. Ooh, mm-hmm. My productivity kicks into overdrive in the afternoon. Okay. And so Love that's that. that's when I'm actually really focused. I mean, like, so I knock out my classes, I knock out my interviews or anything that I'm doing, I knock it out during, you know, from 10 on. Mm-hmm. But man, my creative juices start to play, you know, Probably around six, seven o'clock at night. Interesting. Mm. I and, love that. And, I'm done well, by and that, then. Huh? I'm mentally done mm-hmm. by then. Well, and I guess it's just because I wake up later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just my body's built that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, it was Hal Elrod's fault, you know, that I get up early now. I mm-hmm. mean, I was never a morning person. Mm-hmm. If anybody wasn't, I wasn't. And I was proud of it. Damn it. I'm going to push as long as I can. <laughs> but, um, but it's that whole concept. And part of it is when you get in the second half of life, which, you know, when you're 69 years old, you're definitely, I mean, I, I, I feel pretty confident I'm in the second half of you life. You and mom yeah. are hanging out in the same age group. Did really? you know that? No, She's I didn't know 69 that. 69 too. Well, she looks good for 69, I'll tell you what. <laughs> but um, so when that happens, you get a little more urgent, I think, about the time that you have. Sure. And so that's one of the reasons why I, if even if I don't have anything to do, and, I, and I've tried sleeping during the week, on the weekends, like I'm going to sleep in, you know, and, and so like 5.30 is sleeping in. You so know, another you know. Meg moment, um, she would go around ringing a cowbell. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my goodness. No. And um, she would say, you can sleep in your box. It's time to get up. And she would be bringing Holy a cow. cowbell. That's that's my mom. There we you go. We need more cowbells. Yeah. She would bring cowbells to the tennis matches. Yeah. She was loved by a lot. Well, what time do you get up? So I get up, I try to do the 5, 5.30-ish. Uh, today was 4.30 because I had to do some things. And so depending upon the day, okay. I kind of have to back into that. But I do think when we talk about daily agendas, whether you get up super early. Now for yeah. me, um, I'm a mom too, so Aubrey gets up at 6. So if I know I have to get a lot done, I try to give, me, give myself that window. And my creativity starts at like 3 o'clock in the morning, and then I wake up with like, the girls at the office don't like that. But I'm realizing that there's a time in our sleep where there is some sort of something that goes on in our brains mm-hmm. because I'll start, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. This is a great idea. And they'll get like 25 texts from me, you know, for that morning. Um, and hopefully they pro- 
wish I don't say it needs to be done by 10 o'clock, you know, that particular day. But talking about your daily agenda, you know, I say, and someone taught me a long time ago, is just do three money-making activities a day. Now, some of us like to turn that up a little bit more. Um, you so know, were you, were you working on 33 or something like that? <laughs> I have a lot. But when, you know, coaching the average mm-hmm. person who's doing nothing, mm-hmm. just start with three, you know. And I don't know what your daily routine yeah. is that you have. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm, as you can imagine, no shocker, I'm very organized. Mm-hmm. And so on my, um, I love Gmail for the fact that they have the note sections on the side. Okay. If you look at it, I've got uh, different categories for everything that needs to be done. So I've got a category, I've got a broker category, I've got a, uh, a real estate category, I've got our rentals category, and then I've got a to-do list and a, uh, a, a have-to-do list. Like, you know, it's nuclear, you got to take care of it. Those only have, at any given time, one or two. Mm-hmm. Those are like immediate and so, yeah, so I'm knocking out. And if you want to put it into the perspective of the 12-week year, those are my blue chips. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the ones I have to get knocked out. Now, lead generation, do you time block a section of that, too, for lead generation? So like- I don't, you know, I don't lead generate anymore. But mm-hmm. yes, when I did, I, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was, I owned my time. And like right. I teach the uh, our agents, you got to... You know, and we don't have time for the story, but I teach them it's like a pet that it, as soon as you name that pet, that pet is yours. You know, so if if you're going to name that time on your do calendar, it, do it, own it. You know, mm-hmm. that is your time. I'm not scheduling anything, you know, doctor appointments, dentist, mm-hmm. you know, any, and if anybody calls me, it's probably going to the voicemail. Mm-hmm. Because and that, that is, is my money, my money time, mm-hmm. and and staying consistent with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I will tell you over um, many many years, it was Monday between um, eleven and one for me. It was kind of I used that lunch break time, but um, same two hours mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. It happened. gets easier once you do it. It's a yeah. habit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and that money that may be making phone calls, that may be signing birthday cards, that might be mm-hmm. you know you know working on different you know ways to generate uh, the business but that's huge that's something you definitely want to be doing you know and then finding the balance of working on and in the business right, right? so you've got to like do that that dance too but um, i think part of the agenda thing key. though is is that um time blocking as well though like yeah, you're talking good about stuff. i think that's really important what else you got so pride def- def- uh, defends us to defends the- us sorry. i'm sorry Defends us, yeah, yes. Take two. No, that's just me and my eyes. I need glasses. I'm not going to lie. Would you like mine? They're pink. <laughs> <laughs> Actually found my glasses from a while back. I Too need many. A, a, yeah, they don't work anymore. Pride deafens us to the advice or, or warnings of those around us. Right. Mm. Uh, you know, pride, that's a deep thought. Well, I mean, that's pride comes before the fall, right? Yeah. Um, it so does. It, it, carry in. Speak to that. Well, I mean, I think there is a... Um, the younger version of me thought I knew it all, and I made some really bad decisions back in the day. Keep on, I burst into this industry in my low 20s. No one told me right, wrong, left, right. So I got an ego early, mm-hmm. and I got a little arrogant early. Um, and then I um, got slapped down a few times to a point where I lost my job. So I went Humbleness. from something, and I went down. And I will tell you that... Um, you know, there's some people that I look that are headed in that direction. Yeah. And I'm grateful for those things that happened in my past because I definitely will, um, I, I can see it now 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, you're only as good um, as yesterday, you know, meaning you, there's something you can learn each and every day. Right. Um, and uh, no one, I mean, the in, 08 taught us. I mean, we saw in 08 some of the biggest builders go under, the biggest mm-hmm. mortgage companies go under. Mm-hmm. Like they could have had, you know, so much confidence and arrogance and things and um, definitely just um, took people down. So, you know, be true, stay humble, stay the course. Yeah, and I keep talking about you know what we teach our our students, but I still think it's uh, you know very applicable here. Is that you know one of the questions you know when when I'm coaching them is that, uh, but what did you learn? Mm-hmm. And that goes both ways. You know, like uh, let's just say for a scenario they hosted a, a an open house yeah. and say, well, you know nobody came or you know there wasn't any uh, unrepresented by right. But what did you learn from it? Well, mm-hmm. it could go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I've um, you know, sold this $2 million property right. and didn't even do it. It's like, okay, that's great. But what did you learn? Right. So, you know, Good it, stuff. <laughs> you, you can't let it uh, cloud, um, I guess, and I don't know how I can put this, but you can't let it cloud your, your view of what your business is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that pride. And because I don't even know how to put this into words. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you, Hi, yeah, I mean, I also think that um, I know of some people that are struggling right now because they are so prideful, too. And, you know, um, I don't know, it goes, goes back and forth. But yeah, I know let's the, bookmark I know that one. Let's know, bookmark I, that one and come back yeah, to it. I know that in 2007, I lost most of mine mm-hmm. because of that experience, mm-hmm. you know. And I'd, there's something really humbling about almost losing your home and, and get things getting so bad that you have to reach out to your youngest child and ask them for three thousand dollars to pay for the mm-hmm. and, and it was prior to that that i thought i was bulletproof because i was making a half million dollars a year and, and mm-hmm. one of the mistakes i think we make is in our industry that because we have a great year and we make all this money right. <clears throat> we think it's going to be around next year and the year mm-hmm. after yeah and that we don't have to pivot with the change and pay attention to the tales out there of what's right. happening in the marketplace and all of a sudden we can get caught like i did the day before the crash I spent everything I had, plus I borrowed everything because I, I was bulletproof, and so, so I became um, far less prideful in that experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, f- I think I figured out what I was trying to say. Okay, um, it is the we're back. I know we're back to it, um, but no, what I was trying to say is that is that humbleness mm-hmm. is that what you learn from it. Yeah, it's that will teach you more yeah. than everything going right, and that you're you're killing. You know, you're doing great in your business. I think you learn more from those moments in life, mm-hmm. and those really create your success in the future. Oh, the best yeah. thing that ever happened to me was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what point blank, exactly. point blank. Yeah, it was. It really was. And um, and we can we can learn all that. And everybody's going to have one of those moments. Um, and like you said, but what did I learn from it? Mm-hmm. And if I chose not to learn anything from it and just hate the people that caused the grief at the time then I probably wouldn't be where I am today. Right. You know, and, and so. we're going to find that we're venturing around that same mountain, recognizing the same scenery. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to start paying attention. Okay. I'm the common denominator here. What's, what's, what, what do I need to change? What am yeah, I trying to do sure. in my life? You know, for so sure. Dreams don't work unless we do is the next one. Imagine dreams that. Dreams don't work unless you do. Imagine mm-hmm. that. You have to put work, you have to do the things that, re, mm-hmm. that, re, that create the dreams. And yeah. I, I think that's a lot of it too, because people come into this business, and I'm sure in yours, mm-hmm. you know, they have these big, uh, 
uh, dreams. Mm-hmm. Some of them have these big audacious dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great, but the uh, the amount of effort you put into it does not match the dream itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's never going to get there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to uh, scale Mount Everest in shorts or something. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that's a dream. You got a great dream. That's that'd be really cool, but you, you're not equipped to do mm-hmm. it. And that's why there's only a few. Up the up at that top level right. because they're the ones that truly are putting, you know, the effort in it. We think those folks at the top level they look like life is so easy, oh, yeah. but I mean, there was a long road that got them, you know, to where they are. The saying is, you know, plan the work and work the plan. Mm-hmm. You can plan, you can make vision boards, you can do all this stuff that looks fancy, but if you don't work, work any of it, you know, mm-hmm. you're just not, you know, leading towards anything. Execute. Back in the day, I created a girls' club called the Executors. In it, you know, because getting just ex- stepping out, doing, you know, executing on what you're talking about is 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 the first step, and so um, I love that. When is the last time you did something for the first time? You know, recently we had a contest. Um, I, I asked uh, all of our agents to please send in a video of why ROG, why R O G M C. You know, uh, from all the other companies in the in, around, why did you choose us? Why are you here? And just just a quick message from the heart. And the reason why I asked that is because most of us have a hard time getting in front of our camera and saying something. I know I struggled with it. I'm finally getting over that because I just finally come to the conclusion, okay, the old guy looking back at me, that's just who he is, you know, I just need to be okay with that. And uh, that was really hard, but it was surprising how few people were willing to take on. And the, the prize was 500 bucks. Because I wanted people to get out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. just to share for a minute from, the, from out of their heart. And I think that's one of the main things that people have to be willing to do for the first time if they haven't yet is get in front of that camera. Because the reality of the situation is we live in a society that does not like to read so much as they like to be entertained or watch a quick video. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why we're doing right, this, right, Jim? Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but seriously. Um, and so... Be 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 okay about doing something the first time. The it doesn't matter what age. Doesn't matter how long you've been in the business. I mean, there's so many first times for me. Yeah. Just even recently, um, and and you want that. You want to feel uncomfortable. The uncomfortable feeling is not good. I no. mean, it is awkward no, and, em- and embarrassing, it and it's just not good. But then you do it once, and then you do it twice, and you feel a little more confident. Yeah. You know, um, and you try something new, and you twist it this way, and you do yeah. you know different things. So, whatever that is within your own craft. I mean. For me, back in the day, I was talking to somebody that wanted to buy a jumbo. I mm. was scared to death to talk to anybody that was so-called fancy. You oh, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was just, yeah. they're going to say something <laughs> that I'm not going to know how to, re- you know what I'm saying? Right, I literally, right. I yeah. skated around that for years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what if I did something 15 years ago? You know, where would I be today mm. if I just allowed myself to be uncomfortable yeah. so long ago, you know, yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So um, it could be as easy, and I say as easy, but I mean, look back three years ago for videos for me, mm-hmm. and they're popping up so kindly on Facebook. They're quite <laughs> funny to watch. Um, but, you know, even those videos, you know, none of us are perfect. There's always, yeah. uh, what do they say, a professional is always a beginner or a expert was once a beginner or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they kept yeah. on. Well, and uh, it reminds me actually of uh, a time at one of the uh, John Maxwell uh, calls, or um, it was one of his classes actually. Uh, they uh, they said that you know learn to fly on the way down, mm. just jump. 
mm-hmm. and that resonated How with me so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And learn to fly on the way down. You've jumped off the cliff, and yeah. you're mm-hmm. learning to fly on the way down. Yeah, because mm-hmm. too, That's too what many a mama times eagle you become says. hesitant to yeah. to leap, mm-hmm. yeah. and you're scared. And they're like, "Well, you do it, and then you learn to fly." Mm. You know, the first couple months with um, one of the loan officers on my team that you know. Um, I use the terminology, I'm going to push you in the deep end and then you're going to need to learn to swim. Yeah. And then she would learn to swim. She would get out and I would push her back in. <laughs> I mean, she could not breathe. Right. And, and we did that for two months wow. and it was torture for yeah. her, but she's amazing now yeah. because of that. And so it's like a boot camp for yourself, you yeah. know, um, and definitely now you're out there. I mean, right. now you're in the deep end or now right. you're in the middle of the air. So you got to mm-hmm. figure it out. You know, there's nothing, uh, nothing stopping you from, from that standpoint. What else we got? If we are growing, we are always going to be outside of our comfort zone. Yeah. And that's so true. It's so easy just to become, you know, comfortable in that zone. You know, we, we're people of typically of, of, of uh, habits and and uh, and getting out of that comfort zone again, like whether it's getting in front of a video camera or whether it's knocking on a door or whether it's picking up the phone or the things that re- the success requires in our industry, we've you know, we've got to be okay about getting that out of that. Well, even zone. look at you guys in your own business, right? Mm-hmm. To make the change. I don't know. Time's flying. So I don't know this when to conversion. difference for me. Yeah. I mean, converting to this well, new company, you know, that, mm-hmm. but you saw, right. If you didn't make a change in a very uncomfortable change, right. Mm-hmm. Um, things were going to look a little bit different for you. Right. Um, mm-hmm. in, in down the, down the road. And so we can do that in all sorts of our businesses. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a girlfriend, um, the other day, very similar. And it's like, we have four choices. You know, the, mm-hmm. we got to figure out our four choices. I said, we're very mm-hmm. smart. We just have to back into each of them. And none of them seem comfortable. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah. none of these are going to be. Um, but I think that's when you know that you're you're pivoting. You're totally going to go to the next, um, next level. I think this is really a, a good topic, though, when it says if we are growing, mm-hmm. we're always out of our comfort zone. If we're, in other words, if we're comfortable then we probably better look around and say, okay, what do I need to do to get out of my comfort zone? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have done that more than ever before here in the last couple of years because, you know, I, again, I have a conviction that you were going to have a billion-dollar company, but before that ever happens, I've got to become a billion-dollar leader. So I looked at myself as the, yeah. as the restriction of that happening, not outwardly but inwardly. How do I become a billion-dollar broker and that is to face the uncomfortableness of getting out of my comfort zone, which I have a million miles out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm, trust me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And um, and we can definitely grow by staying out of there. One more thing, and that is collaboration is multiplication. Carrie Ann, I know I feel you like can speak to that. That's a John Volt. John Travolta's song. <laughs> it's electrifying. <laughs> oh, no. Collaboration is multiplication. Sandy. Oh, no. Sandy. Too funny. <laughs> okay, so what? How do we want to? What's that? Bring that to me. Well, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, I think this is uh, a big part of the the leverage. Oh, the leverage, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, again, something else that I'm actually going back to Vanilla Ice. Collaborate and listen. (laughs) As is back with a brand new invention, something (laughs) grabs hold of me tightly. (laughs) Daily and nightly. And that's a wrap. (laughs) Who is this this wild woman? Who is this wild woman? But yeah, I think you're onto something there, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, the the only way that you can grow your business is to uh, grow your personnel, and you 
you you leverage that uh, going back to what Monty was sharing about the eighty percent rule mm-hmm. and uh, where you're focusing on uh, you know money making stay activities. in the green stay in the green mm-hmm. yeah yeah for yeah. sure and the easy one for the real estate agent right would be to hire a virtual yeah, assistant transaction well, coordinator and we kind of step through a lot of this uh, uh, in our classes you know you know first thing is you hire a TC somebody to handle your uh, contracts to close transaction coordinator and then okay. if you uh, you know the next step you can do a VA a virtual assistant mm-hmm. a part time on that one it's still you know the cost is very minimal mm-hmm. uh, but the uh, what they provide is big because mm-hmm. you know, they're taking a lot of that just stuff off mm-hmm. of your plate well, and part of what you're providing there uh, Jason I think by having that mindset is you're getting the stuff that you don't have to do correct that you're not limiting your time on the planet to mm-hmm. You know, uh, twenty. God, what is it? Twelve dollars? I don't know what they're what they're making now, but it should be way, 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 way less than what your time is worth. Yeah. But you have to get in that mindset to start with. You can't wait until I'm just so full I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right. You start with that mindset of of delegation to that that virtual tour. I love virtual tour. That virtual. Assistant, and I would think too, uh, teaming up with professionals that you can truly trust. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see more of agents like in firefight, you know, or fire flight, or whatever the saying is. You know, even flight. Okay, for (laughs) we don't know what we're saying today. It's totally fine. But you know, on the lending side, they're just constantly stressed out. You know, about this or that, and and what could happen if you just focused and worked and teamed up with you know uh, lenders that you did trust. You know, and we're 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 here and we're available. Back to uh, d- do what you're passionate about. So you know, having a business, you know, there's parts of it that we're not passionate about. Right. Leverage that out. Mm-hmm. Right. Huge, yeah, and and yes, exactly. Continue to love what you do each and every day because that will lead towards lots and lots of success. So this good is a great topic. Good stuff. I love John. Thanks, everybody. Again, love, love John Maxwell. <laughs> He's amazing. For joining us, we can't wait to have you come back. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate. 